Welcome to the weekly NFL Reaction Show podcast. A show that brings meaning and purpose to this past week's NFL action. We will share our opinions on the NFL, but more importantly, we want to encourage you in your faith. Together, we'll unpack football, faith, and life. Now, from his mic to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life. I'm Bryce Johnson. With my co-host, Corey Miller, former NFL player, Unpacking It, Director of Ministry Outreach. We are thrilled to be together here on this Monday. This is the, the last one for 2020 uh, with the two of us. Uh, we've got a couple other podcasts coming out uh, this week and, and next week, I guess. Um, but uh, we've got the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast coming out. But for us... We'll recap the football weekend. We'll give you some thoughts heading into the, the holidays as well. And, and I know I'm fired up uh, for Christmas and, and got a couple couple Christmas movies in over the weekend. So I'm feeling feeling good. But, Corey, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. And, uh, of course, always excited for Monday to talk ball, to talk faith uh, with you, Bryce. And, uh, of course, another lot of, lot of interesting games on yesterday in the NFL some coaching changes and college football. Just, you know, it always stays interesting, right? It's when we kind of you know, finally getting close to the end of the year and then things just start to, man, seem like they speed up with, with news, right? It's like, oh, yeah. But I'm doing great. Uh, family's great. Everybody's well. Praise God for that. And uh, looking forward to talking some uh, sports today. Absolutely. So uh, before we jump in, let me ask you this Do you need to get your own health insurance? We'll go to Health Market Genius dot com know your options healthmarketgenius.com please support them as they support us and we appreciate all of their support uh this year today on the show bill Steelers last night what do we make of the Steelers losing a couple in a row uh what about some of these up and down teams like the cardinals and the rams and the seahawks and even the dolphins some teams fighting for playoff spots and and then teams like the chargers who looked terrible last week they got a win yesterday and what about the panthers they, they their season has kind of unraveled a little bit so uh both of us uh root for the panthers so how are we feeling about that uh we'll discuss that today and and then also the philadelphia eagles beating the saints has to be the story of the the, the nfl weekend and and so it's today's unpack this devotional so hopefully you received it in your email inbox if you didn't you can always subscribe to the 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 unpack this devotional by going to our website unpackingit.com but we'll get to the the faith side of the eagle story the spiritual application in just a little bit but but let's start there Corey, because i i can't believe it so i watched games yesterday with my my neighbor who's an eagles fan and and he he left before the game started uh we were watching the early games and, and as he's leaving, it's like, ah, is this going to be ugly? And then I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe I was kind of hemming and hawing, like, ah, is it possible that Hurts comes in? It's like, nah, you know, <laughs> the, the Saints are just too tough. And I started the Saints defense in fantasy thinking, oh, this is a ripe one. They'll get some sacks on Jalen Hurts. You know, they haven't given up a 100-yard rusher in 55 games. And then sure enough, Miles Sanders has a big play, but also a big game. Jalen Hurts looked great. And, and it was just an impressive win for the Eagles. And, and we'll talk 
more about the Eagles side of it in, in a little bit too, but, but, but I, I guess initially just your, your reaction to the game. And then also we've kind of, everybody's attention has been, Oh, wow. Look at the Eagles. What does this mean for the saints? And, and I know for me, I've, I've been high on the saints in recent weeks and, and a big reason was because of their defense. Mm-hmm. And so they let me down yesterday and, and so it just kind of adds a little question mark to how, how far can they go this year? Well, let's, let's just start with this. I mean, the Saints, no Drew Brees. I mean, Hill stepped in, has done a, a really nice job. You know, it's been that kind of dual threat quarterback. They've kind of altered their offensive system a little bit to fit his skill set. Uh, they got the guys back healthy at wide receiver defensively. They've really played well, as you just alluded to. Uh, it's been 55 games, and then they had two 100-yard rushers on yesterday. So, listen. It's the NFL. It's it's any given Sunday, regardless of who you're playing, regardless of who's that quarterback. If you're not prepared to win the ball game, you don't play your best football. These guys get paid too, and so I'm not totally shocked. And I'll talk about Jalen later because I'm very familiar with Jalen, friends with his family, played in Alabama, so I know him very well and what he all is all about. Um, but for the Saints, they lost the number one seed. I mean, there's only one bye this year, right? Yeah. Only big. one team gets a bye. So I think, you know, if anything, that's where they are. They're already in playoffs, but they're going to, if they don't tighten things up or, or expect Green Bay to lose, they, they could be in trouble of not getting that bye. So that's the biggest thing for them. I think they're going to be fine defensively. They're, they're still very solid, very good, you know. We don't know what's going to happen with Drew Brees. He's still on IR. So, uh, you know, I think when, when he gets back, I think it's a better football team. I like Hill, but I don't see him as that guy. That guy's going to uh, supplant, you know, Drew Brees and be the future of the New Orleans Saints. I just don't see Sean Payton, the head coach of the Saints, and this is our guy, and we're going to, you know, put together this scheme to fit kind of a college scheme, a dual threat type of guy. I don't see that happening. I think he's a good fit, uh, a feel right now. Just kind of like Teddy Bridgewater was last year when he got hurt. Teddy Bridgewater came in and he went five and zero. He didn't lose a game. Uh, that's kind of how I visualize, you know, Hill at the quarterback position because he just can't open up the the game of the the offense like you know Breeze can. You don't have all those down the field throws. You don't have you know you know guys working the soft spots of zones. You don't have that with, with Hill. You just don't. I mean, I think the offense still to to me, is a little limited without him being there. And I think ultimately that hurt them on yesterday when you had the Eagles who, who were able to have success running the ball, who was able to limit the possession of the offense of the Saints, who was able to continue to keep that clock moving. And I think that's why they you know, jumped out early, I think 17 to nothing. And, uh, and they didn't relinquish that lead. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's a great win for the Eagles, all the drama that they've been through with the, you know, Carson Wentz going to the bench, putting in a freshman, I'm excuse me, a rookie at the quarterback for this, not a freshman, but a rookie. That means he's getting paid. But uh, yeah, but that guy in there, that Jalen Hurts, who's a winner, who is a winner. The, the moment wasn't too big for him. Uh, so I'm not shocked how he played because this guy's built for, for these types of situations. He's always been that he's just way. He's a winner. That's it. He's a winner. And, and you it. know, when you put him on the field, he finds a way. People always want to question his throwing ability. This guy throws one of the best deep balls. I'll put him up there with anybody in the league. He has that type of arm. Now, you know, certain routes maybe he struggles with, but he is a guy that will win games for you. He could do it with his legs. And he also could do it with his arm. And and I think with his attitude, he's such a positive, uh, you know, energetic guy that 
the, the players rally around him. And I think that's why you saw the offensive line play a lot better. No sacks, zero sacks yesterday. They didn't give up any. One, because of his ability to extend plays. But two, they just played better. And and some reason, I think there's a disconnect with Carson Wentz and his football team in the locker room of the Eagles. Something's not right there, B, because this team played a lot better with Hurts in the ballgame. They did. And, and so our, our whole conversation in a little bit will be just how Jalen Hurts breathed life into the Eagles. They played inspired. They, they just looked a lot different yesterday. Yeah. And, and, but I want to go back to your, your point on, on Taysom Hill because, to me, I, I'm hesitant to anoint Jalen Hurts. For one, it's only been one game, but you know, he still threw for under 200 yards. And, and the way that he beat the Saints yesterday was with his legs. And so it doesn't mean that he can't throw, but we just have to see that. We have to, I, I think we've now, even in today's NFL, that's different. It is different, and there's, there's a lot more room for dual threat quarterbacks, and we've seen the success of all of that. You've got to be able to, at times, throw for 300 yards, and, and those games have to happen. And that's why we're seeing, you know, so we'll see Lamar Jackson tonight in, in Baltimore, um, but, but he maybe hasn't thrown the ball as well this year and so there's now there's some more question marks about Lamar Jackson and so with Taysom Hill yeah I mean if he's not running all over the field what what is Taysom Hill what kind of quarterback can he be and so there's concerns for him and then on Thursday night with uh, Cam Newton if he's not throwing the ball like he needs to then he's not as effective as a quarterback and so it, it is this ongoing fascinating conversation that the position is changing you know, we see Kyler Murray and we see some of these guys that that thrive at times and struggle at times. And I don't think the Saints are going to go all in on Hill, even though this was his first loss as the starter. Um, and it almost seems like the Eagles are still they're, they're not. Doug Peterson wasn't all in with Hertz after the game. And again, it's only one game. Um, but that's just my I'm just wondering a lot of moving pieces with these types of players. You know, Lamar Jackson was the MVP last year and now. We're wondering what, you know, what can he do? Josh Allen has become a passing quarterback for the Bills. So it's not just about his legs. And that's why he's thriving and the Bills are thriving more. Well, listen, I think it can, it can work either way, right? I mean, because the game has changed. The game has evolved into having a dual threat. Guys, almost like if you can't move, if you can't run, you can't play quarterback in today's NFL. You know, you can't be a statue. Look at Tom Brady. You know, these guys who they can't move, man. They 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 get hit. They take a lot of shots because the defensive linemen, those outside edge rushes now so fast. If you can't buy time by running around, even have a zone read concept, you could be in trouble. So I think either way, if you can run for 120 and throw for 200, you still over 300 yards of total offense. It doesn't matter. You know, I think they look at guys now, so they don't have to be 350 and three touchdowns. You know, if you can get it dual uh, a composites, meaning legs and arm, it's the same thing. Cause, and I will say this, it's a better effect because as a former defensive guy, if we're playing Randall Cunningham or Steve Young back in the day, those guys yeah. that can give you problems with legs and throw the ball, it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on a defense. I mean, it, it's it, the linebackers, you know, that zone read, those those RPOs now, they freeze the linebackers because you have to respect the run. You got to play the run. And when you sit back soft, they gas you. So when you got a dual threat quarterback, 
even on the edges that can pull it and run like Jalen did yesterday a couple times. It's man, those ends, it is a difficult job. Oh, so I they was could like, not get them. Yeah, it's like defending the option. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's just a new variation of the option. Look at Coastal Carolina. They can't match up physically with, with these teams in the power five, but the the scheme already ripping on Coastal. They won again. <laughs> and they barely, barely against Troy. They escaped. But the, they escaped. But the scheme allows them to be in games, or in this case, not win games. So when you got that dual threat guy, I'm telling you right now, it's difficult. And that's why I know Coach Saban down in Alabama, he hates it. That the tempo is a guy that can run the ball at the quarterback position. It just puts a tremendous amount of pressure. Yeah. No, but but I just I don't think Hill has shown enough passing wise to to your point to warrant. Hey, he's our franchise quarterback. I don't I don't think oh, that's no, no, the no. case. And and I think they're eager to get Breeze back and still utilize Hill like they they were yeah. using him. And and he did enough to I guess he won three games in a row until losing yesterday. So so yeah, he he did a nice job, but. It still, to me, it speaks to the, the Saints team is still tough. Yesterday was a special day for the Eagles. They caught them off guard a little bit. Those games happen. I'm not going to make any dramatic proclamations about, oh, the Saints. Uh, to me, it was just an advantage for the Eagles. It was their day. And so I'm going to stick with the Saints. But, but let's talk about we've had a couple kind of disagreements on different teams. And so I went with the Saints <laughs> thinking, all right, they're going to go further in the playoffs. You went with the Bucks. And so they bounced back yesterday against yep. the Vikings and the Vikings are one of those teams you put in that category of what do we make of them? Is it over for them? Probably. Um, they weren't terrible yesterday. It was, it was, just, it was a little bit kind of lower scoring than maybe anticipated for both teams, but, um, but that Bucks defense showed, you know, how tough they can be as well. Um, and, and so I don't know, I don't know if the Bucks solved all their problems, but they came out of a bye looking better. How did you feel? Well, listen, over the over the, the period of time, they're going to get better. They're going to be a scary team, B, in the playoffs, my brother. Listen, no listen, quarterback. listen to the POP, the pass up pain. Listen, Tom Brady, even yesterday, missed some throws, right? Yes, he did. He, he missed Except several Scott throws. Miller. Scott Miller had a big catch. Yeah, he did. But Tom Brady missed some throws that normally it would be automatic. But they're going to get better. I mean, you don't have that all season. You don't have the summer. You don't have the mini camps. You don't have the time to work together in jail when you got a bunch of different dudes in that huddle, new guys that you haven't played with, you know, a system Tom Brady's still trying to get acclimated with. It just takes time. And I think they're good enough defensively, even though they have some lapses in the last couple of weeks, but they're good enough defensively. They got a lot of weapons that defenses will have to pay attention to. It's with Evans and those guys. You still got Antonio Brown who can beat you. So you got to pay attention to these guys. They got a lot of weapons. And then they can run the football as well. So, hey, man, the Bucks, the Super Bowl is in their backyard. My brother <laughs> just moved from Maine to Tampa Bay. Tom Brady left the Northeast to go to Tampa Bay. <laughs> Listen, it's just lining up. As they say, the stars are aligning. The Bucks oh. going to get better. Your Saints will get knocked out, and it's going to be the Bucks, and it's going to be the Green Bay Packers playing for the NFC Championship. If there's any team that may, I think, jump ahead of them, it's Mama, here come that man again. Aaron Rodgers in the Packers. I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers, Mama, here come that man We're again. Bringing, but, no, I mean, I – I don't like to, I don't want you to call them your saints. I, cause I don't, I, let me make it very clear. I do not like the saints. 
However, oh. I, I still feel like they are the, the complete team when they're clicking, they're, they're too tough to stop. Um, and so I hope it's Green Bay. I, I think the way that Green Bay has been playing, it's been unbelievable. That's why they're the number one seed at the moment. And, and so if it, today, at following you know, the, the week 14 Sunday games, I would love to see the Chiefs and the Packers in the Super Bowl. That would be fantastic. Um, but last year in the playoffs, the, a, a great defensive team in the 49ers stopped Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So that's what they're going to have to to overcome this year. Who's the toughest defense in the NFC South or in the NFC period? Uh, could it be the Bucs? Maybe. The Saints after yesterday, you got some question marks, but they still only gave up 24 points to the Eagles. So it's not like it was a well, I mean, but you think about it, it's the NFL, loss. not Bryce. It's not like college. There's not a ton of points. They get scored in the NFL. So if you score 24, you're gonna you're gonna probably be 15 and one in the NFL. You know, for I mean, who yeah, scores who scores more than 30? Not too many teams. Maybe Kansas City. That's it. <laughs> you count on Kansas City scoring a lot. I mean, you count on them, and they struggled yesterday against Miami with Tua Tagovailoa. Um, but most teams gonna be in that low 20 range. When it comes to scoring, I mean, you know, upper 20s, probably going to be 30s, maybe Kansas City. And I bet it's right on the 30, 28, 29, Green Bay, some teams like that. But scoring is not really crazy in the NFL like it is in college. No, that's a good, uh, that's fair. So here, here are the rankings. Green Bay, they average 30.4, Seattle 30, Kansas City 29, Tennessee 28.7, Tampa Bay 28.2, New Orleans 27, Arizona 27, uh, Buffalo 27. So. Yeah, so if yeah. you're those, those are the amount, you know, that's what that's what you want. I love um, that you fact check me on the spot. There you go. Yeah, I just I just wanted to see, <laughs> see where we where we stand. But I, I I guess my point is, as bad as New Orleans was yesterday against the run, um, it's not like they totally, oh, you know, it was just a, a blowout type of performance. So that, I don't want to be right, too dramatic right. on that. Um, and then the other the other uh, takeaway from the weekend, I, I've been very high on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Heading into the season, I've been on the bandwagon. They've now lost two in a row. To me, this is a scheduling loss that because of the Rona and having to play, what, three games in however many days, they are worn out. And Big Ben, being a veteran quarterback, you know, it's not, not an ideal situation for him, especially, you know, I guess he was out all, he had a whole year to rest, but deal with an injury and all that. But to me, this, that was just a, an unfortunate situation within the season for them. And, and tough teams, um, you know, losing, having to play Buffalo on a Sunday night game up in Buffalo. That's, you know, that's not an easy win with how well Buffalo has been playing this year. So my point is I'm not writing Pittsburgh off. Chiefs are still the team to beat. There, there's no question about that. They're the reigning Super Bowl champs, but I still like the Steelers chances of making a deep run in the playoffs. So I'm not, I'm not writing them off. Are you done with them? You're, you're moving let me, on? let me get up to my altar and start preaching because, uh, I watched that game last night. Well, let me just go back. Had Baltimore didn't have guys out with coronavirus. They would have lost that game to the Ravens. That, I mean, the Ravens had all, I mean, they, and they was down to Trace McSorley playing quarterback. RG three <laughs> ran for about 60 yards and he blew out his hamstring. You know, uh, you know, trying to do bad. that, whatever it was. I mean, RG3. So they should have lost that game. So that, the decline started about three weeks ago. Now, I will say this in defense to Pittsburgh, that they played three games in like, th what, like 17 days? days? What was it? Yeah. Crazy, like that. So 
the, those guys look tired. They look very exhausted. I mean, they've been beat up on the defensive side of the ball with injuries. Yeah, 12 days. You know, I mean, so they, that's hard to do. Let me just say this right now. That is difficult to mm. do. And you playing some very good football teams in that span. Yep. But last night, listen, Ben Roethlisberger is 38 years old. And Rivers are he's coming on. off of basically got a new arm, right, <laughs> from last year. Brother, they can't throw a 38-year-old quarterback week after week after week asking him to throw it 40 times, 45 times. It's you, crazy. I it mean, really and it's been those little dink and dunk passes, right? They're always talking about, well, Ben Roethlisberger get the ball out of his hands so quickly, you know, less than two seconds or 2.2 seconds. They, they've been talking about this whole whole narrative. But here's the thing. That ain't working when you ask him to throw 40, 45 times a game. I mean, guys weren't getting open, and when they were open last night, they were dropping passes. They can't run the football. Then you become one-dimensional, and, man, people tee off on you. Now, because he gets rid of the ball so fast, he hasn't taken a lot of sacks, and I think they gave up one sack last night. But I'm not really loving the Steelers right now. I, I'm not. I, I got to hop off the train, B. Hmm. I've enjoyed riding with you. The first 10, 11 weeks has been fun. We've been winning. I, I mean, it's been awesome. But listen, this train <laughs> is getting ready to divert and maybe run off the tracks. Because what I saw the last two weeks, this is not a playoff-looking team. They don't even look like it. And Big Ben said it himself, what I, which I did like. He put everything on his shoulders. Yep. The fact is they put everything else on his shoulders. So the brother is heavy right now when you're asking mm -hmm. him to throw that much. So unless they have some kind of refreshing, some rejuvenation, some type of revival in this offense, especially in the running game, if they can't run the football, brother, they can't win in the playoffs. And you know what that playoffs means, defense and That's running right. game. And if you don't have that, you can't win. I, no, you're. Yeah, I, I agree. Did I and, and I still. I well, no, I still like the Steelers defense. <laughs> I think the Steelers defense will will be fine. Um, and I still like the weapons okay. that, that they have in the passing game. James Conner, you know, he's going to have to to do more. There's there's no question about it. And and is he capable of it? Uh, we, I mean, we've seen it in the past, but average, he hasn't had average great, running backs. He hasn't had a great season. No, he he's a uh, yeah, he's an average average running back. So. They're going to need a little bit more. And, and, you know, they've got a couple guys now and, you know, they didn't, I thought maybe they would do better in their opportunities when Connor was out. Um, and that, that didn't McFarland, that didn't really happen. So um, yeah, they, they've got cons some concerns in the run game, but I still, I trust Tomlin. I trust big Ben when the playoffs come around, they'll be in the mix. I just don't see them going down early. I, I guess I'll put it that way. Well, listen, um, right now when you got, you see Buffalo, the way they play. You talk about Josh Allen. He is the new version of Ben Roethlisberger, right? Big physical guy that can run big, big arm. Uh, they can run the football. They play solid defense. I mean, you look at, I mean, Baltimore's on the outside looking in, but man, when you think about Kansas city, as, when they even play bad, like they did yesterday, <laughs> they still win. When Patrick Mahomes throws, throws three interceptions, they still win. Because he throws over 400 yards. I mean, Davis, they're just, they're just amazing. I don't see anybody. I mean, maybe if any team can beat Kansas City, there's one team in the AFC 
We can talk the Titans. We can talk, you know, these other physical teams that you want to. Buffalo, I hate to say this being a New York Giant, but it's the Buffalo Bills that mm. are built to defeat Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the only team. Wow. Wow. The only team. Miami can't do it. Nobody can do it. I've been hesitant with the Bills, and I probably need to to come around on it. It's hard to make an argument against them. Um, but let's see how Josh Allen performs, you know, with the with the pressure. And because and, remember, early in the season, there were a couple big marquee primetime games that they struggled with. So last night, Sunday Night Football beating Pittsburgh, that was a, a big statement win for them that gives them the confidence in those types of of key games, but what's he going to do in the playoffs? It's, it's a different world. And, you know, as good as Lamar Jackson was last year, you know, the playoffs were a little bit tougher for him. Um, and then, you know, last year, a team like the Titans got really hot in mm-hmm. the playoffs. And so what, who will that team be this year? Will there be a team like that, that it turns it on surprisingly and, and pull some upsets and maybe it's my Colts look out for the Colts. They're playing well, <laughs> nine and three. They're right there. Look out for them. Jonathan Taylor running the ball well. Philip Rivers doing enough. The defense continues to be tough. So I'm I'm still I'm on that selling. bandwagon. You better believe it. Nine and four. Sorry, nine and four. So uh, that's stock too. <laughs> no, I'm feeling good about them. All right, let's um we'll we'll keep it moving quickly today. Uh, let, let's talk a little college football. The uh the, the the big games from the weekend. You know, Florida losing to LSU. Uh, in, in a, in a <laughs> I don't need to laugh, but that's. You love it. You love it. what is it? South Carolina. They don't like they don't like Florida much. So, um, so my other buddy who's a South Carolina fan. He was I'm all supporting that. You see what I got up there? Uh, Bama too. Okay, but, roll tide. Uh, there you go. So, uh, and then UNC with a dominating performance over Miami. I, I found that to be uh, just a, a big statement win for for Carolina. And then the then the other big story from the weekend: Auburn moving on from Gus Malzahn, which is uh, which is a big decision for them. And I was listening to uh, the Jim Rome show today, and I think it was Pete Thamel that was on as his guest. But he was talking about how going into the season, you know, and we've talked about this too, you know, not firing coaches where there be a lot of movement and all that sort of thing. But fan bases, there is no grace for the, from the fan bases. The, you know what I mean? Like the, the Rona doesn't affect fans' perspectives on what they want their teams to do, especially in college. It's still, you got to win games. Doesn't matter how many games have been canceled. Doesn't matter you know, how many people have tested positive. If your team's not winning, and you're not, you know, if, you're, if you're an Auburn, Auburn fan and you're not at least competing and, and beating Alabama at times, forget about it. It doesn't, you're, you're upset. So they, Auburn, not enough, especially in recent years. And, and he's out. So well, the college football weekend. Let's start with that one since that's the one you ended on, and that's a hot topic, right? That's, you know, Gus Malzahn was three and five against Nick Saban. More wins than probably anybody else in the SEC over Nick Saban. Oh, yeah. I mean, Definitely. the problem with Auburn is they think that they are this team. Yep. They're not that team. I mean, they've they're got not, some but- wins. They're, they're not that team. Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide is at a whole nother level. And the problem with Auburn is they continue to compare themselves to Alabama. Yeah, it's a mm. storied rivalry, but they're not in the class with the Bama boys the last 13 years or since Nick Saban has been there. Listen, Gene Chizik was a good football coach and won a <laughs> national all. championship, right? 
and they fired him two years afterwards. Crazy. Gus Malzahn, they were willing to pay this man $21 million to leave. Father, hey, Gus Malzahn, if somehow you stumble up on this Unpacking It podcast, Uh, this is Pastor Corey Miller. I know you probably pay your tithes, but also there's some gifts that you want to give to minister. Here we are. Help a brother out. Help a brother out. (laughs) But listen, man, no, that's a bad decision. Who, now everybody talking about he freeze and, and Lane Mario Kiffin? Cristobal, Lane Kiffin. Are you kidding me? You're going to pay $21 million. Uh, and, and, and listen, for those that are, I want to say the godly word here, that not thinking right. Let me just say it. Right. <laughs> You're not getting Urban Meyer. Stop it. This, uh, he didn't go to Texas. He didn't take the Texas job. He He's not coming to Auburn, Alabama. Now, no. bad decision there. Good luck to you. I hope you find the right guy. But as long as Nick Saban is right there on them sideline, you're going to be behind him. You can mark that one down. Number two, I started yeah. walk, watching Miami and UNC. Bryce, don't call them Carolina. There's only one. And that's uh, South Carolina, okay? UNC. I, I North Carolina. <laughs> Charlotte. The, the Tar Heels. What a game. 500-plus yards running the football. Crazy. Miami was ranked this one. 10 in the country. No. I watched them against Clemson when they had to play a team that was decent. They got blown out. They played North Carolina, a team that's decent. They got 62 points. Mm. I don't know what's happening with the U. But let's do this, because right now the U is upside down. Something is <laughs> happening right there, because you can't give up 500-plus yards, and you want to have the turnover chain, and you want to have all that. I'm not buying Miami. I never did. North Carolina's a good team, and this is a defense that has struggled. That's given up 40-something points to Wake Forest. I mean, you can't even go get that done. So I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know how much praise I want to give North Carolina. It's a great win. But I think both these teams are middle-of-the-road teams. But Miami, man, trending in the wrong direction. Uh, the other thing is, in college football, of course, the Florida <laughs> LSU game, the, the tossing of the shoe 20 yards. You get them stopped. <laughs> fourth down. They got a punt. The guy shoe comes off. The tight end, the backup tight end, who's forced into a freshman, a starting role because the, other, the, the guy that's got great no, I can't remember his name. He opted out for the rest of the season. 20-yard fling of a cleat. You give LSU the can't ball back. 57-yard field goal. Fog. Fog. That fog. fog was nuts. <laughs> fog. I, I couldn't What's even see it. Here? No. So they lose the game. But no pressure on that kick. There was no pressure on that kick. Nah. Which is nice. Which is nice. And you know what? I'll say this and I'll, I'll shut up. They were ripping Coach O all week. This team is terrible. This is the worst uh, team following the national championship. They could lose a record, and you know all these historical facts, and you know, you know, this just can't be fixed. And and I watched him on game day. He said, "I'm not worried." He said this with confidence. He said, "I'm not worried. We got a lot of talent here." You know, you know how are you gonna change this? He said, well, "Just keep doing what we're doing, coaching, wow. coaching." He said, "I've been here before, and we hmm. turned that team into a national champion." And he said, it's going to happen again. And then he goes out where Florida got everything to lose, right? Oh, they win that game. And if they can beat this team right here on Saturday, they're in the college football playoff. 
Now they're out. Regard Alabama was in regardless. Florida had it all, and an undisciplined player mm. tosses the guy shoot 20 yards. My whole thing was, why? Why would you be selfish and ruin your entire football team chances of doing something historical for the Florida Gators? I, I would just, I want to feel bad for the guy, but man, if I'm his teammate, I, I feel bad because I know from fans and coaches in his locker room, he's under a lot of pressure and stress. Man, what a just undisciplined play. That's a tough, uh, yeah, you, you hate to be known for that and mm. feel like you played a role, you know, in the loss by doing something like that. Um, but I, to me, it, that was just a, a a carefree win for LSU. You go in there, everybody's against you, and you get the win, and and that was that was huge. So, yeah, I don't know what that means for Kyle Trask and his Heisman hopes, and you talked about the the playoff hopes. That that seems to to be out now which is which is tough so uh, it looks like our four were, are pretty locked in but we'll see what happens with uh with notre dame clemson on saturday which i'm, I'm excited to watch for the second time and rooting for that third time right are you, who are you like in this game that rubber match oh yeah i'm definitely going clemson and then clemson again in the championship or in the uh i guess they'll play him the first round they, they're not going to see they're not going to let this happen there's absolutely the three there's the absolutely three no way I will I will not watch. I will boycott the playoffs <laughs> if Clemson and Notre Dame play three times. That that to me, that's that's a problem for college football if that happens. Well, let's see how good the game is on Saturday. If it's another tight game, another awesome, you know, high scoring epic game, that'll be fun. We'll want to see it again. Clemson loses, they're out. So if Notre Dame yeah, wins, and that's what I'm I'm hoping that then happens. Texas AM, then then you go Texas. I hope, I hope Clemson loses. One, because I'm a Gamecock. Yep. Two, just because I think Notre Dame deserves to be in there. Clemson really hasn't had any signature wins at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, Would think about it. They haven't yeah, done anything. No. I mean, and the team that they played that was good, they lost. Be it Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing, but the quarterback did just fine without him. It was their defense. And now I think they got some issues at wide receiver this week. So uh, I don't know if it's COVID or if guys are hurt. I was reading something about their wide receiver. They got some players maybe out. So I hope Notre Dame wins. Although last time they went to the college football playoffs, the last couple of times, Clemson 38 to three or nothing, whatever it was, Alabama less. I mean, it's just, they don't do well when they, I'm not buying Notre Dame either. I I just don't think they're that good. So, but I love to see Texas A&M in there. I really wouldn't. And I think, I don't think anybody, if, if these guys can avoid injury this week, I, I don't, and I'm Jalen Waddle could come back. I don't think anybody touches Alabama. It doesn't look like it based on how, how dominant they have been week after week. It's unbelievable. So there you go. You represent. Roll Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll wrap up with our, uh, our segment unpack this. And, and so, uh, man, it's been, it's been fun having Corey on the, the show. Uh, he joined us. Gosh, handful of weeks ago and, and has been a part of uh, this podcast. And so we're, uh, we're fired up for the new year. And, and I tell you what, there will be a lot of, of sports action these, these next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got, you know, uh, playoffs figuring out in, in both college and pro and um, some bowl games mixed in there. My app state Mountaineers are going down to Myrtle beach for the, uh, some Myrtle beach bowl, which the first one crazy. inaugural baby. Yeah. The inaugural one. Uh, part of me is thinking, oh, I want to go down to the beach right before Christmas. Hey, let's go do a live podcast down there. There you go. There you go. That's, that'd be all right. 
Um, but but now it's been a, it's been a fun year. So thanks to everybody that that has listened to uh, unpacking it. And so we'll we'll wrap things up with uh, with unpack this. We take a sports story related to the Bible. And and today I had to write about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. And this headline I think is the the catchy catchy headline of the day. Uh, PhillySportsNetwork.com it says instant analysis. Jalen Hurts breathes new life into the Eagles. And from watching them and seeing, uh, to me, the way the defense even played. I mean, they were inspired. They were getting after Taysom Hill. Five sacks they, they had on Hill. Uh, the offensive line for the Eagles at least looked a, looked a little bit better. Part of that was Hurts was running away from defenders as well. But even Alshon Jeffrey caught a touchdown. Your boy Alshon got into the end zone. Came out of no, I mean, we haven't seen nothing out of him all year. So everybody seemed to be lifted. Uh, there just seemed to be a new uh, perspective approach. You know, the, the Eagles were willing to make some changes to their offense to, to fit Hurts. Uh, and, and so they, you know, they, they, they set him up to, to succeed. And, and so uh, in the article this, uh, on Philly Sports Network, he, the, the writer writes, Hurts protected the ball, zero turnovers, uh, was smart with his decision-making, and ultimately gave – I guess he had a fumble, though – um, and ultimately gave the offense a much-needed spark of life. Um, so he kind of missed – he had a fumble, right? He lost that fumble. Yeah, he and lost, he almost – uh, and they went down and scored a touchdown. Yeah, so other than that – But ultimately, there's no denying this, that the offense needed a spark, and Jalen Hurts provided that. And now, now that the game is over, the Eagles have a little bit more – Hope that, I mean, they have slim playoff chances, uh, but with the Redskins, you don't know. I mean, Alex Smith got banged up, and so slim chances there. Giants lost yesterday. Um, and, and now if there's a thought, okay, maybe Hurts could be the, the future franchise quarterback. Of course, that opens the door, what happens to Wentz, but that's a separate, separate topic. Um, but when you think back on the Eagles this season and how, you know, just negative, discouraging, defeated, frustrated, confusing. I mean, all those negative terms really described the Eagles season and the situation they put hurts in. There was just a, a new, it was, they were lifted. Their spirits were lifted and, and, and now they can kind of view their situation a lot differently. And so for us today, how does this parallel? Well, as we think about our own year, plenty of reasons to feel defeated, discouraged, frustrated, and, and ultimately we're, we're kind of in need of this spark right? We we're, we're in need of just kind of some, some fresh freshness, renewal, restoration, uh, all of those words probably describe many of us. I, I know I can uh, attest to that. And, and, and ultimately though, even as we're, you know, wanting to make some changes and see some changes in our life, we're really looking for what we ultimately need is the all powerful, the almighty God to breathe new life into us, to, to breathe his spirit into us in a fresh way, in a new way. And, and for some people listening today, maybe for the first time where you've never experienced God's presence and his spirit uh, in you. And, and so when we become followers of Jesus, we surrender our lives and, and, and we, we give our hearts to, to Jesus, we're given the, the Holy Spirit. And, and, and before Jesus left here on earth to return to heaven, uh, this is what he said. He said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. So he sent, he's sending us out. He's sending his disciples out. Uh, and that, that's who he was calling to, to go and you know, make disciples. But then he said, or then the Bible says, then he breathed on them 
and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And so that's when the, the Holy Spirit uh, became available to us. And so as we follow Jesus, uh, we can receive the Holy Spirit to guide us, comfort us. And ultimately, when we have you know, God's breath in us, his spirit in us, all of a sudden, we're able to see things differently, uh, new perspective, new life. And so when he enters in, that's the new life that we're, we're, we're longing for. Um, and so ultimately, you know, the, the, the initially with salvation and, and giving our, our lives to Christ and, 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 and having that, that new heart and, and new mind and all that, that happens when Christ enters us. Uh, but then also for many of us, as we continue to, to walk with the Lord, oftentimes we, you know, we get distracted, we get bogged down by the, the weight and the heaviness of, of life and struggles and circumstances, and we can feel defeated at times. And, and we just need that, that renewal that that's so for us as followers of Jesus to, you know, sometimes repent, to return to the Lord uh, and, and to experience that, that freshness with him. And so uh, I like the verse in, in Psalms, uh, Psalm 51, 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, yes. and renew a right spirit within me. And, and so, so many of us, maybe, maybe we need to pray that today and, and to, to experience um, you know, just him, him giving us that, that freshness, um, and just that, that new spirit within us. Um, and so, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, they found that spark they were looking for, and, and we could clearly see that they were playing inspired and showing some life again out on the field. And, and so they had this newfound hope. And so for us, if we're looking for that life change, we're looking for maybe our circumstances to improve. Let's ask God to breathe new life into us and even breathe into our situations, to breathe into our marriages, to breathe into our families, to breathe into our careers, yes. to breathe into some of our broken relationships, to, to, to breathe into some of our, our hopelessness, uh, the brokenness that we, we still experience. Uh, let, let's ask him to breathe into us. And, and so uh, it's available to us. And, and so ultimately, uh, you know, when, when, when he enters, our spirits are lifted. We view our present situation and our future much differently. And so ultimately it's his spirit, his power, his grace, his love that results in a win and newfound hope uh, that we're longing for. And so that's my encouragement to us today. I, I know I'm, I'm looking for, for some renewal my, myself. Um, and so I know that, that he's the source of, of breathing, just kind of new life, new perspective, new outlook, new hope. Uh, into our lives. So that's what you can unpack today. Well, let's, let's unpack it. Uh, you know, from my perspective here, be such a powerful Devo, um, looking at that new energy, that new, uh, even vision, that new mm. uh, perspective that Jalen Hurts gave this football team. You know, yeah. sometimes in sports, coaches have to make hard decisions. Carson Wentz is a good guy man of God. He loves Jesus. He went through a hard time and struggling offensively. And now the coach had to make a decision. And it wasn't just about Carson. It was about his football team. So they put him on the bench and inserted Jalen Hurts. And you can just tell if you watch the game, this team almost looked like a totally different team. And newness was infused in them. A freshness was infused in them. They played harder. They protected longer. They, they ran better routes. They they attacked the football. Sometimes, uh, you know, a fresh beginning just 
brings about excitement. Mm. The Bible says this, neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. I don't know about you, but I'm praying for some new wine. New wineskins. I want a freshness. I, I want God to insert a new beginning. The Bible says that he that is in Christ is new, a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God is about new beginnings. Mm. You know, waiting upon the Lord, renewing your strength. You know, all these things God talks about, a new beginning. Sometimes God prunes or cut back or take away so that we can walk into a newness. Paul said, I forget those things that are behind, and I'm looking for the new things, basically. I'm focusing on the things that are in front of me. So as we turn the page on a hard, tough 2020 mm. with pandemics and people, loss of jobs and loss of life. I just read that 300,000 people now in the United States of America have passed away from COVID. People have been sick. I mean, everything that's been coming at us like seems like a brick. But I believe this. There's a newness. There's new wineskin coming to your house, to your family, to your walk with God, because God sometimes allow us to go through some these seasons of, of dryness and, and toughness in order for us to get to the new place. Mm. And I believe God is getting ready to do a new thing in you. He says, behold, I will show you a new thing. Mm. So don't lose hope. Don't lose, you know, don't, don't lose your, 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 your ability to think that things aren't going to change because they're going to change. And I'll wrap up with this. Jalen Hurts' road to where he was, his road to get to where he was, was not an easy one. That's right. Jalen yeah. Hurts came in in Dallas, uh, Texas, as a freshman against Southern Cal, and that's when it began. It looked like great things. This guy went on a roll, and we lost to, to Clemson, I believe, in Florida in the national championship game. And, 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 and then he back on a roll again, and, and then he was benched. Tua comes in, and he was benched. He didn't cry. He didn't pout. And then a year later, fast forward, he's on a bench the whole year pretty much, and he had to come in and rescue Alabama in the SEC championship, the same team he was benched against, Georgia. Mm. Then he gets drafted. Goes to Oklahoma, run up for a Heisman, get drafted in the second round where people said it made no sense. Why mm. you drafted this guy? When, and then look what happened yesterday. First start, first career passing touchdown, rushes for 100 yards. Walk in newness. See, sometimes we got to go through. I preached this sermon. Sometimes you got to go through in order to get to what God has for you. Mm. Sometimes Good. we got to go through the rough patches and God is teaching us. We talked about this, right? Being refined, mm. being refined. And, you know, the gold just don't get into that display glass that you see in the mall. <laughs> it's not just sparkly. It just don't get, you know, it has to go through purifying things burnt off, rough patches burnt away. So do we in our walk with Jesus. Mm. And I believe that as we turn the calendar, don't you lose hope. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind, knowing that newness is coming. Mm. 
Hold on. I re-echo the words of my dad and my mother. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. He won't fail you. He won't disappoint you. He's just expanding you to be able to handle, handle the newness that's coming your way. May God bless you uh, the rest of this year and going into 21 and looking forward to see what God's going to do with unpacking it in this ministry that uh, we just see that newness even here. Newness. Right. And what God is doing. Absolutely. And, and Corey's breathing new life into unpacking it and ultimately the Lord breathing through Corey. Uh, but we're, we're experiencing that, that newness here at unpacking it. So we're, we're excited about that. And, yes. um, and so we continue to, yeah, trust, trust the Lord's spirit to, to guide us. And, yes. and, and yeah, he's the, the source of, of what we really are looking for, uh, breathing, breathing life into us. And so, uh, that's what we, uh, long for and, and we got you know we got to seek seek him out and, yeah. and so I, I my encouragement to myself and to all of us over the hopefully you get some break at some point christmas holidays and all that to uh <laughs> to find that time yeah. to uh you know pray that prayer of give me a, you know, a clean heart clean clean mind fresh start um a renewed energy a renewed mm. outlook vision excitement um so he'll he'll provide that for, yes for he sure. will um, Amen. So, well, Corey, great stuff. Appreciate you, man. And uh, yes, excited to, to, to return in the new year. And uh, we encourage all of the, uh, or we appreciate all of the listeners for, uh, for tuning in uh, throughout this year. And especially recently, since Corey joined us, would love to know your feedback. You can shoot us an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Corey at unpackingit.com. Uh, we are a donor funded ministry and so we rely on your kind gener uh, generous donations Amen. and so we uh we encourage you to appreciate any any support as the year ends so from ten dollars to whatever else uh, number you want to add uh we we a million gus Malzahn, a million gus we'll ask gus <laughs> he, we know he's got it but uh but yeah we appreciate any any support so that we can continue to challenge encourage and inspire sports fans to follow jesus and become more like him. And so as we wrap it up, I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Amen. Have an awesome Christmas. I love this time of year. Soak it in. Enjoy it. My, uh, my daughter and I, we've been singing Deck the Halls, Fa La 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 La. So she can do Fa La 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 La. She's, that's that's her. That's uh, a hard one. That's a hard one right there. <laughs> fa -la 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 -la. <laughs> fa -la, la 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 That's what she's got. So that's uh, we're having some fun with that. But but enjoy it, Corey. We'll uh, we'll catch up soon. Enjoy. Blessings to everybody. All right. I'm Bryce Johnson. This is the Unpacking It podcast. <laughs>